What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Warrior Soul Podcast. My name is Chris Albert Palmatessa. I am joined today by my good friend, Albert Carrasco. And we are entering kind of a new phase for the Warrior Soul Podcast and the Warrior Soul brand as a whole. We're going to be switching things up over here on the show. And you're going to be seeing some really new and awesome things from the brand as a whole. Um, Albert, man, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Chris. It's good to be on again. Yeah, it's been man. A while. <laughs> it's been a bit, right? It's been yeah. a bit. I, I, what you, I think the last time I did an episode with you was like 2018 or 19, man. It's been a while. Yeah, man. What, what were we talking about the last time? Honestly, I think since I've just been uh, production most of the time that we've worked together, I think that you were just trying to like get me out of my shell because I, I've been so in my shell for so long. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Albert is the man responsible for anything clothing to do with Warrior Soul, right? Like he, he's been with me from the beginning. Um, we've been partners on this from the beginning. He's, he's created numerous designs for us. Um, he's the guy who actually mans, uh, the, the printing and, and directs the, 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 the people who print. Bye Tracy. Have a good weekend. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, he's, he's the guy who takes care of all of this stuff. And, um, you know, I've known Albert since he's been pretty much almost a teenager, um, you know, uh, back when he was working in the veterans office at UCSB and, um, you know, we, we kind of got together after, uh, we both left and, and, uh, wanted to create this thing called warrior soul. And, and here we are, you know, eight years later, I think, uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long road. Uh, but Dude, we uh, met, we met in 2010 because that, yeah. uh, that was my senior year. I had just gotten back from OCS and you know, you can, you came in one day, you're like, Hey, I need to certify my benefits. Cause that's what I was doing. Right. The GI mm -hmm. bill stuff. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's huge. Like, just like, you're just like such a tank. I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> and then and we ended up working together years later. So that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's when I was, uh, I was, when I was competing in bodybuilding, I was, that's when I was first competing in bodybuilding up in Santa Barbara and then eventually moved to LA and got bigger. And now I'm like half the size I used to be. So <laughs> that's awesome. There, there's waves, there's waves of body transformation. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> all kinds of different ways all, all all kinds of different ways but you've been working on some cool stuff man so um you know we, we've been brewing on this uh warrior soul youth academy for a bit Let, let's talk a little bit about that let's remind people what that what that was and, and yeah. what you've been working on there well okay so i've obviously been screen printing forever like not just the warrior soul stuff but i was screen printing for companies that's how i made most of my money you know somebody just brought me something and i did it you know, I, I was even partnered with Special Olympics uh, Southern California at one point. I did all their merch. Like, I printed and shipped all over the U.S. It was cool. And it was like 20, 2014 or so that I was like, you know what? I, I should do something to help. Like, just out of nowhere one day, I thought, like, you know, I grew up in a really rough place. And I should do something to give back. But at the time, I was still so removed from my prior experience because, to be honest, I wanted to believe that most of my childhood high school days never happened. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided it's time to do something. 
but it, but again, it wasn't like really embodying what that was. So I started working with a nonprofit called Youth Interactive. And what I did there is actually I taught a t-shirt design class. It's like, cool, this is a, this is a way to help. I'll just teach these high school kids nice. how to design t-shirts. And then that turned into, you know, teaching at the voice camp, which is like an extension of juvenile hall here in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, okay, I want to do more. And I kept doing more. And then eventually, you know, without doing a play-by-play, -play, COVID hit and it shut everything down and including my company, right? Like we did like, because most people that were printing t-shirts didn't need anything during COVID. That was a pretty yeah. uh, hurtful thing for my industry. And that's when I like kind of went inward and I started thinking like, okay, wait, what have you been doing the last X amount of years? Are you actually happy with that? And it was like, I had a, an epiphany where I was thinking, you know what? I've, I've been wanting to have my own youth program. Like I knew that from the beginning. It's why I started volunteering and eventually getting paid as a mentor when the nonprofits had more funding. Um, and I decided it's time to make something of my own. So that's when I came up with the idea of Warrior Soul Youth Academy. And I remember I, I called you because I thought, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it would be cool to keep it within brand. But mm -hmm. I, it's funny because even though I know it's an awesome idea for some reason, because again, right, I'm in my shell, a part of me thought like, oh, Chris might not want to do it. And you've been nothing but supportive the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, why did I even think that? Like you would say no. And, you know, you and I had similar upbringings too. So I know that the whole idea hits home for you too. And in fact, uh, the more I learn about myself, the more I like recognize how similar people are to us, including mm -hmm. most people who served in the military had some type of uh, right. upbringing. You know, I see it. I saw it in everybody that was there. We were all going through our, uh, probably not trying to curse for the YouTube, right? But all through going through our stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> no, man. Like, I, I mean, I think about that a lot because, you know, we all... I don't know anybody who's had an easy life, honestly, you know, um, I, I mean, there's definitely people out there who've had it easier than others, but everybody has their stuff. And, you know, one of the things I think about is like the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right. Like, like everybody's, uh, experience is compartmentalized in their lives and people face different, different levels of trauma. Some people can handle things more than others. Uh, yeah. One of the things we tend to do in our community is, and I'm talking about the veterans community, is is we stick things in a rucksack and we just carry them around with us and we keep going and we don't think about them. And a lot of times things that happened when we were kids, not even to do with military service, but things that happened prior to us getting in the military, we think that by going in the military, we're going to be able to get away from them. But guess what? You know, Four years, six years, even 20 years is not a long time. And when you get out and you, 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 you know, you, you, uh, you get discharged, a lot of times those things are just waiting for you right where they were, you yeah, know, yeah, and, and, exactly. and you come back to your town and the same people are there, the same problems are there, you know, and, and even I, I didn't realize that this until I left my hometown for a long time. And then I came back and I start, I went back for a little bit and I felt the same exact things that I felt when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. And, um, you know, it, it, I think the message here is this, if it, growth 
has to happen from within, right? Like you have to, you, you, you can't just expect your problems to go away by, by, by leaving and then coming back. You have to work on yourself. You eventually have to face those demons that, 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 that you're trying, that you were trying to get away from as a kid. And, um, you've got to do the work necessary to try to overcome them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just to really drive that point home is that a lot of us, including myself will say, well, it's not that bad. I can handle my stuff. I got this. Uh, I don't need to talk about this. But guess what? Ask the people closest to you how much they have to forgive you and how much that they can't bring up to you because you'll get annoyed or mad or this, or you'll just disappear. And dude, the people closest to you end up paying for it, you know, and it sucks. And and it's, um, it took me a lot of work to get to here, including like, you know, this dude, you've known me for a long time. When have I ever been able to communicate like this? No, no, you're, 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 you're actually, I'm actually surprised because, you know, even in our phone conversations, a lot of times, you know, nobody else would be listening. We're not like recording podcasts. We're just talking business. And it would seem like he wanted to hide behind like a bookshelf or something like that. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've noticed that about you. And I think like, you know, one of the things I, you, you're such a good person, right? You've got a good soul. You've always been a kind person. You've always been a really hardworking person. You started your own business. You know, you got into bodybuilding, you built your, you built yourself up from, from being, being a skinny triathlete to, to being a bodybuilder and all this stuff like that. And like, you know, now you're getting into, to a bunch of other things, but like, you know, I, I, um, I identify with that because, you know, for me, bodybuilding was a mask, right? Like it was something I was hiding behind. I was, uh, I was building that physique up because I didn't like, didn't like myself that much. Now that's not to say that there's anything negative about bodybuilding or that all bodybuilders are insecure. I was insecure. I was trying to run away from something by building up that physique. I was trying to solve problems that couldn't be solved that way. And, um, you know, again, those problems just came back, but like, one of the things I, I, I realize about you is that, that you've been really working on you. You've been really working on, on being able to communicate. You've been really working on being able to, to, to put yourself out there. And, you know, I would just want to give you kudos for that, man. That's awesome. Thanks, man. And honestly, that means a lot. Um, because even in years past hearing that from you, like a part of you would be like, oh, no, nah, it's cool. Like, or I would downplay it. And in my own brain, I would be like rejecting the acknowledgement. You know what I mean? And that's a, a thing that I picked up as a child because like, it was almost like if I allow myself to celebrate, then like, that's not sustainable. You know what I right. mean? Like, living in celebration is not sustainable. So I don't want to do that because it makes me feel unsafe. And lately, that's something else I've been working on. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I have to acknowledge the wins and like, dude, I have turned my life around a lot. So thank you. And you're someone that I looked up to, I still look up to like for so long. So it's pretty amazing to hear that. So thank you. Um, which actually brings it to why, uh, cause it's about going on two years. It's been about a year and a half. No, no, sorry. In, in December of 2020, is when I really started to like talk about Warrior Soul openly, like mm -hmm. the program. And 
I feel like this is important to say because I haven't actually said this in any public way at all, but I got a lot of support from people initially and I was really happy about that. Um, like I, I raised like just under 10 grand or something like in the first month or month and a half. It was like, okay, cool. People really like this idea. Mm-hmm. And what happened though? Uh, I was still on Facebook at the time. I'm not on Facebook anymore. But there were people who I went to high school with, middle school with, that I was friends with, that I wasn't actually friends with anymore. But like, I still kept the connection for whatever stupid reason, like, mm-hmm. like you have to, right? No, you don't. And some of them said things to me like, I didn't know you were going through a hard time in middle school. Like, you seemed fine. And, I'm, and in my head, I thought like, you were kind of a dick to me sometimes, like, or mm-hmm. didn't. Of course, you didn't think I was going through anything. Right. You know what I mean, or like, like I had things like, People were like suggested almost like if I um, was lying or exaggerating or this. I'm like, that's why I deleted my Facebook for a bit. Cause I was like, dude, hold on a minute. First of all, these people don't matter. Second mm-hmm. of all, I want to help kids so that they don't end up the way that I did. Cause I'm going to be 33 this year and I got right. lost. When, like I literally ran away from home, joined the Marine Corps. And you know, with this dream that somebody would be commandant, <laughs> funny story, right? Mm-hmm. and that didn't happen and so my adult life I felt like yeah the screen printing making apparel was like my anchor but I was pretty lost trying to figure it out and so that's why I like paused everything and I realized even though I came out with this idea and told people about it I was still not standing in it firmly enough to really run with it so that's when I was like okay I need to silence everything around me and I need to know why am I afraid to run with this and so i feel like i figured that out it took me a little longer than i thought but Mm -hmm. you know like in the conversation we've had dude i'm so ready like this is amazing why why do you think we do that because i do that too right like whenever i'm doing something or whenever i'm working on something big i'm the type of person who like i'll try to avoid talking about it or like like if if i'm with somebody and somebody brings up like hey this is chris you know he 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 runs warrior soul he does this i'll always like pan back a little bit or i'll like i'll feel like i want to hide you know what i mean and like i feel like um imposter syndrome is like a strong thing amongst yeah. us you know like i feel like a lot of times particularly like if you come from nothing and you're trying to build something up um, there's so many of us who feel like we don't deserve it. Like, you know, why us, why do we get to do this? And then when, when other people don't, and the answer is, you know, we get to do this because we've tried, we came up with the idea we were, we're, 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 we're putting in the work. Right. But that's yeah. not what goes on in our heads. And I think we constantly self-sabotage ourselves. And for those of you at home, listening to this, you know, think about how you're potentially sabotaging yourself by by you know undercutting yourself undercutting your thoughts um whenever you're trying to do something good um you know uh, uh trying to hide away behind humility and i think humility is a great thing like i i i think humility is one of my prized traits in a person but humility can also be a bad thing because it keeps you from showing your light to the world and it keeps you from from you know um showing your strength and sometimes you do need to show you do need to show your strength. Like you really do. And if you're not doing that, then, then you're undervaluing, undervaluing yourself and keeping yourself from, from potentially being in a position to do great things. 
Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, that's actually really important because there are no two people on this planet that have had the same experience. And even, even within siblings, right? My brother and I grew up in the same house, but we're a year and a half apart. And because we're a year and a half apart, a lot of things changed. So his experience is very different than mine. So what I, the reason I bring that up is this. We all have a unique perspective that is truly unique. And with that comes the gifts, the light that we get to bring to the world. Mm -hmm. So it is a disservice to not share what you have learned in your time on earth and through everything that happened to you for better or worse because we all have the tools we need to make this place better right like we get to pick this really crappy thing happened to me and that cycle ends with me i'm not going to project that further and so yeah you got to be willing to share those gifts and as far as like why do we shell up right and why do we like pause and do that like i think um when you've been through a lot of adversity and you know you're kind of your mind becomes a battleground honestly um the way that i kind of started to see it is like you're renegotiating with yourself whether you're aware of it or not you are renegotiating hey am i going to go all it all in on this or not and right. that's why you have some people who will try things and they realize you know what actually i don't want to go in all in on this and they'll bail and this is again where emotional honesty becomes very crucial so you ask somebody hey why didn't you do that and they're like oh it wasn't for me okay no, no no let's own that a little more what wasn't for you and then if you dig deep enough you find out it's not that it wasn't for you it's one you didn't actually care two you were doing it for the wrong reasons, right? Trying to impress somebody that you don't even care about their opinion anymore, or this or that. Um, or it, it had a steep learning curve and you were not willing to put in the time to learn it. Big time, yeah. Right? So Big instead time. of saying, oh, I can't, you know, just say you don't want to. And, right. don't, and don't give it the energy. But again, right. right? Renegotiation within self. Am I going to go all in on this or not? And that takes time. And for me, well, like I said, it took about a year and a half to be like, dude, I cannot care what is going on out here. Like, right. that's, what's going to happen? Okay. And then the next day, are you sure still? Yes, I'm sure. And then finally, you're like, all right, I got this. <laughs> that's been a huge thing for me, like this past year. Cause like, I, as you know, I've gotten into stand up comedy. I've been doing comedy sets around South Florida. How long did you renegotiate that before you well, really ran with it? To be honest with you, it's one of the few things I've ever dove into and just kind of like took off with, right? Because yeah, yeah. like, like, um, I immediately jumped into writing and then performing at as many open mics as I possibly could, and then like trying to trying to do that. But where the renegotiation is occurring is because, like, obviously, I'm I'm pretty different from most of the stand-up comedians around here. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying I'm better or worse than them. I'm yep, just yep. different. Right. And, and, and in my mind, like every time I walk into a place, these people are looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? Like that kind of thing. Like, and so in my mind, like what I'm doing is like, I'm separating myself from them and like, just being like, these people don't like me. They don't want me around here. They're never going to give me a chance and kind of setting myself up for that eventual, 
you know, uh, disappointment and things like that. And what I've really had to do is I've had to like open myself up a bit more to, to get around that, like, and start like just talking with people. Now, obviously like there's some people who are going to like you and some people who aren't like no big deal. Like if you don't like me, fine. If you like me, awesome. We'll have a great conversation. But like, I've been consciously making an effort to like talk with as many of them as possible and like get to know them because, um, what I've discovered being in business and, and, and a lot of the other things I've, um, life is a lot easier if people like you, like you, you don't necessarily have to have a stake in whether people like you or not, but like, it's, it's just easier if they do. And, um, and so what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to like, keep my mind from like automatically being standoffish to like, you know, being more open and communicative. Yeah. So I think what stands out to me about that topic has to do with something that I had. It was part of my, you know, internal uh, dialogue. And it is, um, I have to show up as my most authentic self everywhere I go and in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not, then people are actually liking the idea of me. Mm-hmm. If I behave this way around these people and this way around these people and this way around these people, then I'm actually fragmenting myself. Right. And, and I'm where, and I'm choosing to change masks depending on what group I'm with. Uh, I promise you that the way I'm talking on this podcast right now is how I talk all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I am who I am. Uh, I'm pretty goofy now too, by the way. I like mess around. Like I stopped taking life so seriously and like, yeah. Dude, it's just so much better and so much lighter. But then like, if you show up as who you really are, like who you really want to be, then the people who like you are be like, I love this guy. He, all of these things. And, and the people who don't, to be honest, they're usually like triggered by your, your presence, right? Whoever it is. And it's like, there's something about that person I don't like. And it could be one of two reasons. One, it's a part of myself that I don't like about myself or two, it's something that they are owning that I know is within me that I can't own yet. Yeah. Which one is it? Yeah. yeah. It's okay. In fact, when people don't like you, it's even better because now you don't have to waste your time with them. <laughs> what you're touching on is a big reason why relationships fail as well, because what guys tend to do at the beginning of a relationship is they try to do things to impress a girl to like, they act a certain way that, that's like different than, than how they normally act. And then, you know, Six months and, later they're comfortable and like, ah, I don't have to open doors for you anymore. You're right. like, hey, well, I really like that. That nah, wasn't me though. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And, and the girls do it too. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you're yeah. a girl listening to this, I think girls actually have a, 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 as much or more of a problem with this than guys. Um, and I think like, it's a big mistake. And the reason why girls do this is because they're taught to like be more passive. They're taught to like, you know, kind of like hide themselves a little bit more. And I think it's really important that if you're stepping into a relationship, you're showing your authentic self because otherwise, you know, three years from now, you could wake up married to a person that you probably never should have been with in the first place, you know? And you know, it's funny on that because I'll, I'll be on here right now and tell you that every girlfriend I've had before or even like girls that I was getting to know that I never like fully dated. I, you know, I didn't really, uh, stand in my authenticity. So I put on a show and, you know, sorry, ladies, I messed up. (laughs) 
you know, yeah. I should have not done that, but I didn't know it at the time. I One of the things. Oh, keep going. I'm sorry, man. No, I'm just saying I know now. So that's why, like, when I'm meeting somebody lately, like, again, I'm doing them and myself a disservice if I'm not being exactly the way that I want to be. Right. Right. One of the things I want to bring up here, too, though, and I think this is a big difficulty for guys coming back from deployments, is that your authentic self, like, so this is a question for you. If somebody coming back from a deployment, right, they haven't been around their friends or family for six months to a year. Um, they haven't been around their significant other for six months to a year. Um, I think in that process over a year, a lot of people change. One of the problems I see happening with, with guys that come back is they feel like they can't be them true, their true selves back here in the civilian world. And to some extent, extent, I have to say that's absolutely true. You can't be the person who you were on deployment back here in the civilian world. It's just like, it's, it's going to be two different things. I think yeah. you can adapt them, but like, I think there's gotta be a, a, a process of remembering who you were beforehand and, and remembering who you are underneath all those things that happened while you're on deployment. Right. Yeah, exactly. And Oh, my coworker is just waving at me. <laughs> um, so honestly, I got goosebumps when you were saying that because I, I was thinking about that. And, you know, I talked about fragmenting the self earlier, right? And dude, anybody who served in the military, especially someone who deployed, you have to go somewhere and you have to almost create this alter ego to keep yourself safe. Because you cannot go to a combat deployment and maintain your childlike innocence there. Because guess what? Well, you're you're in combat, right? You're in a, a place of danger, and if you're there with your childlike innocence and playful self, there's a chance that well, you can't survive like that. So when you come home, you have to remember that you're home. You have to come home because, and now it's again right going into the renegotiation. And, and depending on how tightly you um, embrace this identity you created to keep yourself safe on deployment, um, that's where it might be tough. And some guys, like, you know, um, they end up deciding, no, I don't, like, I don't like the old me. That was weak. That was this. That was that. And, you know, that's not true. I mean, um, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that that process is easy because it's not um it definitely requires assistance and um you know that's I, that's why i think it's important to talk about things like this but at the end of the day like there are a lot of people in your life that love you and sometimes when you create that alter ego like you forget or you don't want to mm -hmm. because you know maybe you even think like if i let go of this alter ego then i feel unsafe now yeah but again like you're home now and, and if anything, this alter ego is a tool that you created because it's still there. It's never going to go away, right? It, it's ultimately still going to be there. Um, 
And I don't know if there's like some psychology people in the audience that are listening, maybe we can have them on and come talk about this. Yeah, it's, it, but, it's a really tough question to answer. And it's not a question we're going to be able to answer here. Right. Yeah. Like, cause like, I don't think either of us are purporting to, to think we know all the answers, but yeah, I think yeah. you touched on something important there is that a lot of, um, a lot of things we do are, are tools that we use to cope or two tools that we use to survive and yeah. they helped us survive at one point in our lives, but they're not necessarily serving us anymore. And one of the great challenges of life is parsing those things out from who you really are. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such an important thing to think about, you know, but um, I know we're, we're, we're touching on time here. Um, I just wanted to, in, you know, we're going to keep touching on, on these subjects as we move along um, you know, Albert's going to be, be joining us, uh, in, in, in our ep- future episodes and things like that. And that's basically how we're changing the format of the show. Um, up to this point, um, I've been running the podcast and I've been, uh, interviewing people and I've been here, but like, I want to bring Albert in more and more, um, to, to, to talk about these things. Um, I want to, I want to make this more of a team effort and, and I want you guys to understand that. Warrior Soul is much bigger than me. Um, it's much bigger than me and Albert. It's it's much bigger than 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 um, anything we've done thus far. And we're looking to develop things so that you know um, we're, we're building resources for you guys. We're building awesome clothing that you guys are going to love. That's going to have a message that absolutely means something. Um, and making this this podcast a tool for you to live your best lives, which is what this podcast has always been supposed to be about. It hasn't, it was never supposed to be about me interviewing super important people. Um, although some of those interviews have been awesome. Um, you know, it's never been about clout status or anything like that. It's about been about show helping this community to live their absolute best lives and helping us to improve the country and the world through that. So, so, just wanted to touch on that. You got anything um, to touch on before we go, Albert? No, honestly, uh, I guess I shouldn't have said no because I do have something. I'm just going to say that I'm really excited that we're doing this, you know, relaunching everything. I just, I'm really proud to be here with you on this, man. So I'm excited. And thank you for everybody that's listening. And I hope that our message to whoever resonates um you know that it really helps you guys out and we're just wishing you all the best in your own journeys absolutely absolutely this is going to be awesome um well we'll be back at you next week with some more awesome discussion um we've got a lot of awesome things for you on the cooker um and with that you know this is uh chris albert palmatessa and albert carrasco You guys get out there and live your best lives while you can. Uh, And we are out.